0: You are listening to the 2 Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Hello, and thanks for downloading the 2 Sorry Excuses podcast. Recording live from Delran, New Jersey, I'm your old pal, Sanders.
1: And I'm your good buddy, Liv.
0: And if you're keeping score at home, this is episode 72, take two, the Carly Lloyd for President edition.
1: 72? I thought this would be the William the Refrigerator Perry edition.
0: I blew it. <laughs> I blew it, but I have, uh, I have World Cup f- fever
1: yeah I know you're in Jersey, the home of world cup champions
0: uh the home of women that you probably wouldn't find attractive if they were strolling in your local mall, but if you put them on some turf in Canada, they'd become extremely attractive <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, some of them might <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't there's there's something about Um, performing at a world-class level. Not only performing at a world-class level, winning at a world-class level that kind of gives you a few extra bonus points.
1: I mean, nothing's going to make Abby Wambach look good to me, but then again she would never be interested in me anyway, so that's fine.
0: (laughs) You know, I didn't realize that she was a lesbian um, Really? Until the other day.
1: (laughs) The number of the women out there, not just them, like Uh, we were watching when I was in Maryland. We were watching, who is it? Was it Sweden they played in that first group? Yes. I think it might have been Sweden. And between Sweden and some of the women on our team, I was like, it's amazing the number of women that have Hitler Youth haircuts. (laughs) (laughs) I assume if you're sporting the Hitler Youth haircut, you're definitely a lesbian. Um, uh, and I think kind of has the Hitler youth look gone
0: well either either you just uh, caught a game and were able to um able to create a synopsis um, that reached basically the entire the entire women's field or um you actually watched this and, and paid attention more than you did the men's uh World cup because I know during the men's World cup. Uh, you were a poo-pooing naysayer of uh, uh, of the the soccer bug.
1: Yeah, well, I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't make time for this really. <laughs> I, Sunday night, by the time I turned on the game, it was already five to two, and there was like 20 minutes left.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you, it was um, it was one of those things. Like I was psyched that it happened because I, you know, it's been a while since. Since America's won anything of note, right?
1: U.S. We won the basketball gold medal.
0: That doesn't count. That's boring and stupid.
1: That's boring. What are we supposed to win of note? Now, all of a sudden, something that's been being contested for exactly 24 years now is the most <laughs> important thing in the world? Seriously, the first Women's World Cup was in 1991. All of a sudden, this is the most important thing we can win in the world? No, 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 not at all.
0: Not at all. But I I, <laughs> I I, don't find, one, I don't find joy in in professional basketball. I don't find joy in professional basketball players.
1: Yeah, but these women are professionals.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that's, they're always professionals. They're all, they're all professionals all the time. It's It's a, it's, it's a semi- even playing field there's there's countries out there that that you know i don't know
1: if it was a men's sport we wouldn't come anywhere close to winning this thing nor would the japan the japanese team which is
0: true but we're getting closer on the men's side not that close we're not that close you're you're absolutely right we're getting closer but the the olympic basketball tournament
1: i mean that's they more than anything. We lost the Olympic basketball tournament before.
0: Yeah, but I just think that's because the players don't commit <laughs> to playing and winning and doing what it takes. And that's the problem I have with the with the Yeah, with but the- now they
1: do I mean, those are good games. When we play now, see, you're not a professional basketball fan.
0: No, I hate professional basketball. But I'd the be number
1: much- the the NBA game is so international. You know, I mean, it's, it's like soccer in that respect, except we're actually good at it, you know, unlike men's soccer, you know, I mean, like all these teams, you know, Argentina, you know, the Lithuanians, you know, even the French, you know, they got Tony Parker, you know, and guys like that, you know, all these teams can put up formidable squads now, you know, it's not, it's not 1992 anymore,
0: you know. Yeah, and that's fair, and that's fair. But I think I just, I just have such a, a a sour taste for the NBA. So therefore, I have a sour taste for NBA players, and anytime I see them, I have very little interest in, in in figuring out or or investing any time in what they're doing. So you may be right. You may be right. Like I couldn't even tell you who was on um, the last Olympic basketball team. Hmm. I'm going to assume
1: LeBron. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Did he play on it? Uh,
0: Kevin Durant?
1: I'm trying to think if he was even on it. He might have been. Maybe Kevin Durant, LeBron, didn't play on a world championship team last time.
0: Now, I know that Paul George...
1: Carmelo's on it.
0: I know Paul George um, broke his leg as a member of the yeah, that U.S. basketball.
1: Yeah, was the world championships.
0: I know that coach k and uh and coach B are stalwarts on the uh, on the coaching staff
1: yep which
0: i, I don't know I think maybe I gives it a little more credence but I think they probably adapt you know their style a little more to suit the the strengths of the, uh, of the pro players than try to instill some other type of um, strategy or, or some other type of, you know, game plan. Yeah. So it, to me, it's really just, it, if if anything, I think it's, it's kind of, um, I don't want to say watered down or bastardized. I just want to say a revamped NBA game.
1: Yeah, but aren't World Cup, men's World Cup games revamped Premier League and revamped Spanish League games and all that bullshit? Uh, I mean, I don't understand what the difference is because in the NBA, the best damn players in the world come to play in the NBA and soccer, the best damn players aren't playing in Argentina for professional careers they're playing in Italy and Spain and England. I'm trying, I'm really trying to figure out your difference here.
0: Yeah. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and I think that's fair. And I, th- I think you're, I think you're giving me a, uh, uh, you know, enough benefit of Argentina? the doubt here. I think you're being reasonable. I don't think you're being unreasonable. Um, I can't <laughs> tell you why <laughs> I'm drawing the distinction. It's
1: I am anti-professional basketball. That's all it is, right? Uh, <laughs> it's more I, purity in the game of international soccer than there is in the game of international basketball.
0: I, to me, I maybe I just think that basketball isn't. Isn't an international sport at the heart of it,
1: but it's more of an international sport than anything. I, more Chinese are watching basketball than watching soccer, my friend. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, I don't, hey, maybe the Indian guy get drafted this year. First time in India, you never get drafted. I think there's something about the fact that we
0: invented the game that. I mean, we should we should um, beat everybody.
1: Yeah, well, we should, but we don't anymore. I mean, I don't know. Do English people feel that way about soccer?
0: Um, I don't know. Did, Did they invent, they invent soccer?
1: soccer? I think they might have.
0: Um, I don't yeah, I think
1: they invented. It, but I think the English might. Say, yeah, but they still love the sport, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They take they take a tremendous amount of pride in it, and yeah. and they and they, and invented they and they what?
1: They invented hooligans.
0: <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess yeah. that's true. So, um, yeah, listen, man. Like most things, I don't know why I take the stance that I take. I have no deep rooted um, connection to you know to anything. It just feels right. It feels like I should be proud, and I'm proud. I'm.
1: I'm as much as I am not one I would have hated to, I would have hated to lose to the Japanese Imagine did you watch the the um
0: the England semifinal game with the the, the English chick we,
1: no, Oh I saw the the girl that kicked their own goal right Yeah now Yeah that's horrible I have yeah. I
0: I have no rooting interest in that game but I was rooting for England I thought it would be cool yeah, to have tough. an uh, american uh, america versus england uh final and i i was i was significantly disappointed when they ended up losing in kind of a heartbreaking fashion i could only imagine what it was like to be english
1: <laughs> cuz they
0: actually care about
1: soccer yeah, care as a nation see i think the reality is we we care more about the women's game than those countries do.
0: I would agree. I, I, I definitely think that's true. And I, I...
1: The real reason we care more about the women's game is because we're good at it. Americans like <laughs> shit they're good at. <laughs> Trust me, if the American soccer team was a behemoth, no one would really care so much about the American women's soccer team. Look at our basketball. American women's basketball dominates. They win most of the gold medals. Does anybody give a fuck?
0: Well, wait! Isn't that this? Isn't shouldn't that follow suit? That people care about the women? Oh, because the women are so much better than the men.
1: Yes. If the men were a really dominant soccer team, you know, people would be more into it.
0: No, I agree. I agree. I yeah. think that's one hundred percent correct. So
1: much into the women's game. Of course, there's other issues too, like racial components and stuff, which I'm sure. Uh, People do find, like you said earlier, ladies playing soccer, especially largely 90% white ladies playing soccer, you know? I mean, what, in 99, with the, with the when they won, what was the big deal? Brandy Chastain gone Buddha on the field. Right, right. You know? It was like, oh, she's kind of good looking, you know? And she just worked off her shirt. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't hurt. That argument that FIFA itself objectifies the women's game. Well, like I
1: yeah, was set bladder one of his thing. It would be better if they had had shorter <laughs> shorts and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's suggestions, right, right? I paid more attention to all the FIFA bullshit with the women's World Cup to the actual women's World Cup, like the uh, whole thing where all the games were played on artificial grass.
0: Right. Right.
1: Uh, the whole thing about how everything was rigged for ratings and attendance, as a, which is why France and Germany played each other like either in the quarterfinals or before the quarterfinals or whatever it was.
0: Uh, I think it might have been in the quarterfinals.
1: They were the number one and three rated teams in the world. You know? Right. Like how they, they, they figured that out beforehand. They don't do like in the men's tournament where there's a straight – pool because they don't trust the viewership to give them the ratings with the women's game unless they rig it a certain way, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, and I see that because i watched every single game I could, uh, during the men's world cup. Yeah. And I didn't have that same, um, that same level of commitment to the, to the women's. I watched every, uh, u s game and then whatever prime time game was on, I would try to catch it or watch a little bit of it, but like not to the same extent that I did the men's so uh you know, I can see that that came into play in terms of you know trying to predict viewership and trying to ensure that it had some stickiness to it because it probably wouldn't otherwise.
1: Yeah, and then the fact that they made teams stay in the same hotel as each other, which never happens in the men's World Cup. Teams never share the same hotel. Oh, uh, see I
0: didn't realize the the extent of
1: Yeah, did spin was tracking all this shit throughout. Oh, uh, okay. You know? All right. But I I mean, I'm glad they won. That's awesome. And if it was on I would watch it, but I wasn't changing my schedule for it. I'm, I'll be straight up with you there. Uh, and that's
0: fair enough. That's fair enough. It's it's. But still, I'm not a
1: soccer fan in particular, really, you know?
0: At the heart of it, it's a niche sport. Yeah. So I wouldn't expect folks who, who don't have an interest in the sport going back, you know, to their childhood or whatever uh, to not You're pay attention.
1: Jersey. You're from a soccer state. Right. I mean, they even had an article. That's why I said that. Because who is? Is it Carly Lloyd? Who is it? One of them's from Jersey.
0: Tons of them. Carly Tons Lloyd's of, from Jersey. Uh,
1: it was a picture of one of them, but it was talking about the impact of Jersey. But I always knew that was a big thing because I remember it was a Tab Ramos and Tony Miola were Jerseyites on the original yeah. men's soccer team that made the World Cup in 90, you know?
0: Yeah. The um
1: the stories about Jersey soccer and everything, you know? The kids I grew up with,
0: uh, so 1973, so when you play soccer, um, at least up here, you do it by by the year you're born, it's not like an under kind of thing, yeah. Like uh, AAU basketball, they you know do under twelve. And yeah, I so, know. Like
1: we, like when I was little, the sports were all like seven and eight, nine and tens, that type of stuff.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So 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 here in Jersey for soccer anyway was if you were born in 1973, you played on the 1973 team, regardless of whether you were in first grade or kindergarten or what you know whatever it was so all the kids who I began playing soccer with as um, you know in the rec league um, my dad was a coach and there were like four or five teams and they split up these kids who at the time they must have realized like wait a minute we have something pretty special here because uh, you know they didn't let five of the superstar kids, play on the same team they like did a grading system where yeah. each of the teams got the a player each of the teams got a b player etc even at like eight or nine years old they realized this and all those kids grew up to be um high school soccer stars but also went on to play college a couple of them okay. um played at rutgers with lexi lawless a couple of them played yeah um you know on they ended up playing in the mls and a bunch of them played on um, state championship teams against like Tab Ramos and Tony Miola, and like so they're all in that that hotbed. Um, so it was something I paid attention to, you know, for a long time because yeah. I grew up with these kids, and it is it's prominent in New Jersey. And there's a bunch of uh, O'Hara, the chick. Um, I think uh, is it O'Hara or O'Reilly? O'Reilly's from New Jersey. She went to um, East Brunswick High School, which is about 15, 20 minutes uh, okay. away from here. Um, Christy Rampone, who was yeah, yeah. oh, formerly known as Christy Pierce, Monmouth University, uh, Northeast okay. Conference Player of the Year product back in the uh, back in the 90s. So like, it's prevalent around here, and it, 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 it doesn't just pop up every four years. It stays in the you know, in the mainstream. So yeah. uh, I'm I'm definitely biased. I'm uh, I, No, I mean, that's fair. That.
1: I understand that. I mean, the high school I actually went to is a big soccer school, you know, but it's still a niche sport, you know. I mean, like, like there was a guy I graduated with. Where did he go? He went and played at the College of Charleston. I think he transferred to Kentucky because they actually play soccer. I think they might play in the Ohio Valley Conference or something, you know, because SEC teams don't play men's soccer for the most part.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then there was a guy who graduated from my high school. He probably graduated five years ago now. He went to Maryland and I think he won like freshman of the year, like ACC freshman. I think he won national player of the year a couple of years ago. And now I think he, I think last year he played his first year for the New England Revolution. So there is legitimate soccer down here. It's just that it's, you know, even though there's people who are hardcore into it, it's still a niche, you know? Right,
0: right, it's right. It's not right.
1: like people aren't following it religiously outside of the people who are involved in the community, basically.
0: Yeah, so like these guys that I grew up with, um were the sole reason that the Jackson Township football team sucked. Because yeah. these guys were the best athletes in town and they're playing soccer.
1: Yeah, see, that's that's the difference. Where, like, the idea that your dad's like, "Hey, let's watch the soccer game," you know?
0: Right, right. All right. But it's over now, man. Yeah. We're back to our uh, normal, non-patriotic, patriotic, partisan lives. Hey, speaking of patriotic, how was your Fourth of July?
1: Uh, very uneventful, I guess. Yeah. yeah. What about yours?
0: Uh, it sucked balls.
1: Oh, one last thing. Sorry. Because yeah. I don't want to get off soccer too much. I just sent you an onion link. because I saw that article, and that's kind of how I am with the women's soccer team. If you see the headline there.
0: Uh, let me see here.
1: <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sexist pig has no no idea when U.S. when Team USA plays.
1: (laughs) Like just because he doesn't pay attention to it, he's a sexist pig. Right, right, right. (laughs) What round is this again? Misogynist asshole. Ask.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's good. You
1: know that is another thing. Like, yes, this was. Let's just clear this up. The World Cup. Everybody. The World Cup. The Men's World Cup has... Even though this game had more viewers than any soccer game ever in the U.S., there's more buzz around the Men's World Cup than anything, you know? Oh, agreed. Agreed. The Women's World Cup... So, the Men's World Cup seems like it takes forever, you know? Yeah, it was like
0: a month long.
1: Yeah, it seems like it goes on forever. And this thing was, I guess, a month long, right? Or seemed like it. But it seemed a lot quicker because, you know... (laughs) Because the only games anybody really cares about or the, in this at all is the ones that the American team's playing in. True. No. Like, did you see the... I did see briefly the England-Germany game. You know, there might have been 20,000 people in that stadium.
0: Yeah, listen. The other games are not compelling Yeah,
1: soccer. nobody cares about anything unless it's the U.S. team playing in this. Whereas, like, with the Men's World Cup... Everybody that's in the soccer, or maybe not even it, they're watching all the games.
0: Right, because the the level of play is is universally better. And where the women's game, you probably only have four or five teams who play at world class level. Yeah. The, the the men's side, you know, I'd they in
1: that third place game between England and Germany, that's got to be the similar level of our championship game. Because Germany was the was considered the best team in the world, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, England was good enough. I. It's just that, you know. I mean, I, I think it kind of goes towards what I was saying before, though. You yeah. know, we care about this because it's something that's a good American sport. You know. Yeah. But I don't think the int- I don't think the interest in America per se is there for women's soccer as much as it's for the American women's soccer team. I, I agree. With Whereas that. I think there's more interest, even though you might not sing. You're, you're not singularly getting the same amount of people watching. But of course, if the if the U.S. men's national team made it to a World Cup final, there'd probably be 40 million people watching it. Do you agree with that? I do agree. Because what is it like? 25 million people or 27 million watched this game. Uh,
0: I'd say that's uh, fair.
1: I mean, it's the most watched game in U.S. history, Right, which is kind of crazy. But, uh, I mean, that's just across the board, there's more people interested. But like you're saying, I mean, you're dealing with all these, you know, that that's the thing about women's sports. It's getting better. But there's usually like if you look at women's basketball, like the NCAA tournament used to be a real farce 25 years ago. You know, it's still kind of a farce now in the earlier rounds, but it's not as bad as it used to be. You know, it used to be, there were six teams that had a chance of going to the final four every year, like 25 years ago, you know?
0: Right. Tennessee, Louisiana tech. Yeah. You I know, mean, every, you could name you
1: know? them, you know, it, there was only a handful of teams and soccer still like that a little bit. I mean, who was, they had a team that lost like 10 to nothing in this tournament, didn't they?
0: In, it was this, like one of
1: those African teams, I think. Was it like Ivory Coast? Oh or
0: yeah, 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 yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean even with the crappiest team in the men's tournament, that doesn't happen. You know? Right. So yeah, yeah, as far as you're saying about the competitiveness across higher um you know, higher level of competition. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think also it's just what are people interested in see, Because you know, the third-place game between England and Germany didn't grow, draw a huge crowd to the stadium, and of course, it was played on a Sunday afternoon. I'm, you know, maybe a couple of million people might have watched that game. But I don't think anything other than the women, U.S. women's teams really going to draw a big crowd, regardless of the level of competition. If the U.S. wouldn't have made the final, those ratings would have been a quarter of what they were, probably.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say at least half, but you're probably
1: right. Yeah. But we can move on to the Fourth of July antics. Yes. Or non there non antics as yeah. as
0: mostly uh mostly non antics. Sad antics. Uh actually. It was that depressing and it was that uh uneventful. The um the 4th of July holiday has typically been a whirlwind affair um, for, for me personally, but also for, for the crew, uh, family, and friends that I've run with over the last uh, couple years. One, 4th of July is, is a big holiday on uh, the Jersey Shore. It's the one holiday that I don't try to take off for. I try to get out of town for Memorial Day, and I try to get out of town for Labor Day. But I'm a sucker for rainbows, and I'm a sucker for fireworks. Mm-hmm. So anytime I get a chance to see either of those, I want to make sure I'm around. And, and of course, uh, 4th of July on the beach, fireworks are um, a big deal. And it's it's such that in Jersey, if you if you position yourself correctly you can kind of look just down the shoreline from the beach and watch the fireworks from the various towns because the way the shoreline is cut
1: yeah yeah
0: in asbury park there's there's towns to the north that are more east and there's towns to the south that are more east so you know they kind of cut out it's pretty cool
1: you know what i remember um sorry to interject but i remember July 4th in Boston. I'm sure you experienced this. Climbing on the roof of the house at Winthrop and watching the fireworks shows around the metro area. Yeah, same deal. Yeah.
0: Same deal. It's a, it's a, a Boston's probably um, another one of my favorite 4th of July places. D.C., of all places, of course. You know, of all
1: places. <laughs>
0: is, <laughs> uh is known for their fireworks spectacular so um usually i look forward to the fourth of july for for a bunch of reasons um it's usually a multi-day uh event and festivities people come to town for it yeah guys come to visit um
1: guys or guy
0: guy (laughs) (laughs) and guys (laughs)
1: yes
0: (laughs) um
1: but how lousy is the fourth of july being on a saturday man
0: Uh, That sucked. It because
1: I get that day off anyway.
0: It sucked because um, the third of July here was a Friday, that most people were um um, were off for you know the federal observance, but I was working Um, Saturday. Uh, my brother Jeremy had uh, has has cleared out of uh, of Club Forty Eight East Pleasant Grove. He's he's headed out to the Poconos while he awaits his new abode to be finished. So um, he moved that week. He took off like Wednesday, Thursday, and had off. For, excuse me, head off Friday. So he so had asked
1: like the family retreat in the Poconos or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly, exactly. He laid okay. claim to the uh, to the Thanksgiving house. So. Um, he had asked me before to go up and play golf with him. He's like, Hey, my buddy Brad's coming up. Uh, you want to go play golf, um, with, with us. Uh, and if you come up, you could help me out a lot. Cause I have to, you know, I have my car packed with stuff. And if you could drive it up, um, you know, it's kind of like a two for one deal. So, uh, I decided to, to drive up. I brought my dad, um, with me. So we had, I had a foursome for golf, but it rained uh, like
1: this is on saturday you this is a, this is
0: on Saturday. It rained when we left Jackson. It's a two hour drive, yeah, we get up to the Poconos. rain the whole time, we get out uh, on the golf course and because the golf course the golf is uh golf course is so wet, you couldn't bring the carts across uh you know they had you had to stay on the cart paths, so that made the round that much longer, and it was just miserable and you know, my dad didn't bring a raincoat. I didn't bring a hat. You know, it's just like one of those.
1: Yeah, you're not prepared for anything. Yeah.
0: And, uh, I mean, I had a good enough time, but basically I drove up there, played golf for five hours, and then drove home. And, you know, it was just kind of a little bit of lamenting, self loathing, um, you know, just, just kind of reveling in being down in the dumps. But, uh, I turned it all around on Sunday, which was a beautiful day here. Um, Decided to do nothing, like no work, you know, didn't do any strategic planning, didn't look for any jobs, didn't worry about my stupid tenants. I cooked, uh, I smoked a pork butt. Yeah. Sat by the pool and uh, listened to my Spotify. Literally, I did it all day. So much so that I was bored by the end the, by the end of the day because a pork butt you know an eight pound pork butt takes like twelve hours to cook,
1: yeah that no does,
0: so I got up at like five a m got it started, and you know by three thirty everything had gone so smooth like I have a crappy little smoker, so usually i'm fighting with it to get the temperature down and then i'm fighting with it to get the temperature back up, and you know it's just a it's an all day affair of just trying to get the happy medium that won't you know that that won't cooperate but this time was perfect like i didn't have to touch it it it, you know it ran at 250 for like eight hours straight before i had to do anything and uh i took a you know i took a dip in the pool i took a nap i read i was just like man i don't know what to do with myself with this with free time so uh It ended up coming together. Nothing, uh, you know, nothing particularly special. I didn't get to see any fireworks and, um, you know, I didn't have any booze or I didn't go to any parties or I didn't hang out with anybody but my parents. But, um, you know, all in all, it kind of sucked, but uh, it ended up kind of coming together at the end.
1: All right, cool.
0: So it was good enough. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it.
1: Well, it was more exciting than mine.
0: <laughs> That's sad because that is the antipathy. Yeah, how exciting!
1: I mean, th- Friday I worked. I left the office like a little bit after one, though. And a friend of mine, she was house sitting at some place that had a pool, so she was having a little pool party over there. So I went there. But then Saturday I got up, you know. Got up, made breakfast. I had friends a couple weeks earlier say, oh, yeah, well, that's what we'll do. You know, because a guy had a pool at his place. He's like, oh, you know, yeah, we can have a barbecue. So I was expecting him from those guys, never heard anything from them, you know. And I was just sitting around the house, did some yard work and stuff. And at one point I texted him because I was like, I probably should try to see if something's going on, you know. Right. Because right. it's hot as hell anyway, you know. don't really want to hang outside. You know, unless right. there's a pool to hang around or something, you know? Because uh, it was probably 90-something degrees uh, and 90-something percent humidity. So, uh, so I texted my buddy, and I'm like, well, what are y'all doing? The guy at the pool, he's like, oh, heading over to such-and-such's house. What are you doing? I was like, I have no clue. So... I really didn't do much went for the walk a walk with the dog went and did some other stuff you know came back later on and i actually i i at night i friggin' came home i grilled by myself <laughs> 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 you know grilled up a steak you know that i sat here you know we sat out back people all over the neighborhood were lighting up fireworks the dog wasn't completely freaked out by it, though. He doesn't go crazy. Like, a lot of people, dogs get scared of it really bad. I mean, he's not a big fan of it, but he wasn't, like, whimpering. He was hanging outside with me as I sat there grilling my steak and stuff. And, you know, while i sat there, I sat in a chair and drank a Coors Light. So that was that was my 4th of July.
0: All right. All right. It was a lot like uh, my last year's 4th of July. I was uh, I was in Asbury, so I had the benefit of, of being able to go to see the fireworks but uh you know maybe oh yeah i know exactly what i did i i I cooked a i don't know if it was a burger but cooked some food by myself had a cocktail and then went to um i went to see the fireworks with uh with my lesbian uh border roommate
1: oh and this is also what happened see i mean i could have put out some effort and got in touch with people maybe Headed downtown, but I really didn't feel like doing that shit. You know, going on the riverfront, because they have a big old fireworks show on the river. Right. But it's just too much going on down there. I mean, they got the Essence Festival going on, and then you got all the people who are down there for the fireworks. I just don't even want to friggin' wade into that shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like friggin' out of control. I'm not a huge fan of going downtown as it is, much less going down there where there's going to be a million people. Uh so, I'm finally sitting here eating my steak, and it's like all you know, it's like nine something after nine thirty, you know. And I get a text message from my niece, you know, it's like, you know, she's like, What are you up to? You know, I knew she wanted something like a ride or something, you know, You're right?
0: Of course,
1: and I was like, Just sitting at home, you know, and she's like, Okay, and I was like, Okay, she's just telling me, Okay, I know she needs something, so I'm like, What do you need? and she texts back. She's at her boyfriend's house, and he lives in East Jesus, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Wait a she's minute. like, "Well, my parents brought me out here, but I thought his parents would bring me home since they brought me out here." Yada yada yada. I was like, "I was like, I'll pick you up. You just need to chill out because it's not going to be till like eleven, you know." And he lives. He does live in East Jesus. It's it's a fifteen mile drive from my house. Right, and like I say. If you're like anything that's 15 miles away is fucking far out there. You know, like where I live in New Orleans, like my mom's house is less than five miles from here in Old Metairie. Yeah. You know, so if you're 15 miles away, that's far friggin' away. But anything so, that's more than like six or seven miles away is kind of far to me in my world. <laughs> you know?
0: So to me, growing up, I had to drive 20 minutes just to go to the movie theater, to go to the mall. Yeah. Like, it could take 20... It took 20 minutes. Um, My brother Jeremy's best friend Brad lived on the other end of Jackson, and it took 20 minutes to get to his house. So, like, I'm not phased by that kind of travel, and if you're going anywhere else, you just hop on a highway here. Yeah. You know, like, between the interstate and the turnpike and the parkway... So, like fifteen miles, you you measure miles in minutes because chances are you're gonna be you're gonna be on a on a high speed thoroughfare. What? How long well, did it take I had, you?
1: I had to take the interstate out there, but it is but it is far away. I mean, it is it is like the outer limits of where people go. It's way out in Kenner, like past the airport. You know.
0: So how 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 long did it take you to get out there?
1: It takes about twenty five minutes or so.
0: Okay. All right. You know, because
1: i got to drive to the interstate, hop on the interstate, and get out there. I mean, it was you know, that's a, a thirty mile round trip's pretty big. Like that's like he, it's it's such a distance that's like really a pain in the ass when you depend on other people for rides, like a teenager. Yeah, to be <laughs> to to be gone out there, you know. No, that's a
0: legitimately inconvenient trip to have to make yeah anything that's, that's close to an hour yeah uh, I, I would say anything over 40 minutes round trip is you know it better be your niece or it better be your sister you know because yeah. like anybody else asking for that is is really pushing the bounds of the relationship i i would think
1: yeah she's like well i'll treat you to sonic <laughs> <laughs> so i was like all right i was like well i'll get a Sunday. So we went we went to a Sonic on the way back, you know, and she got some mozzarella sticks and a shake thing or whatever, whatever blaster or whatever they call it. And nice. I and I got a hot fudge sundae and we chilled there at the Sonic, you know. I don't know if you've been to a Sonic before, but I'm sure you've seen their commercials. Yes. yes. You know, they're they're car hop places, you know.
0: Uh, they have one here. Um it just got here a couple years ago. I've seen the commercial, but I've never been, but I know exactly what, what it is. Yeah. If
1: you go to the country, they'll have them on the roller skates. But in this urban, like down here in New Orleans area, not so many people on roller... Rarely do you see them on the roller skates, which is kind of disappointing. But they're more... They are definitely tied more to the roller skate idea if you go to one of ones in the country areas, you know?
0: Okay. See, Jersey has... Um, or my area, anyway, the shore area has some legitimate old school independent car hop places.
1: Yeah, like of happy days.
0: Exactly, Circus Burger is uh, is one of the more famous ones. Um, that's yeah. close to the beach. We have Stewart's. Um, okay, which still has car hop. So, like, when something like you know a national chain comes in, uh, it's a little bit of a novelty because people are like, oh, you know, something different, yeah. but. Like, if I'm going to go to a car hop place, I'm probably going to take a ride to, like, Circus Burger.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, like, they don't have any of those places anymore here. But I know they used to be, like, when my parents were growing up. And they have, they'll have they have all these shows. New Orleans in the 50s, New Orleans in the 60s. That was a common thing, the car hop places back
0: yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But they're all, you know, as the times changed, all those places went by the wayside, you know? They went um, by the wayside with soda fountains, you know?
0: Right, Although Soda Fountain's are coming back.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um hey, speaking of your niece, funny funny story. Uh every once in a while uh I will get um the Too Sorry Excuses Twitter account, which um I guess is as close to being defunct as you can be. Um mm-hmm. Although I do use it. That's how I do post. So I guess we do we use yeah, it yeah. um frequently. Um but um I'll get the emails that are associated with that account. So if somebody favorites something or, um, you know, if, uh, somebody retweets us, I'll, I'll get a note, but every once in a while I'll get like,
1: um, see what, um, Oh, and they're suggesting people you should be following. And stuff. Right. Like
0: that? Right. And it's always, see what Donovan McNabb is saying. We suggest you follow. So, and so
1: drink. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 uh, definitely shouldn't have had that last drink before I got in the car <laughs> <laughs>
0: hashtag two times loser
1: yeah, no kidding he can't talk about the number forty four anymore, and he right. shouldn't be on the board of trustees
0: um you know what <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 I, I, guess mean, so. I
1: don't know what my prestige friggin Dominic Nev has anymore anyway. he's not going to be a hall of famer. everybody thinks he's a joke Get him off the board of trustees.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to go that far.
1: Why you're afraid he's listening? <laughs>
0: I am afraid he's listening. He, uh, well, because he was a close personal friend of uh, Little Teresa quality, so, um, so he, he may he may follow us on Twitter. I don't know. I'd have to check on that.
1: Oh, I think he was a. I think he, he was a great guy, a great athlete, all that yada yada yada. But still, come on, man. The fact that this two time drunk guy is uh <laughs> is on the board of trustees, they can't keep him on there anymore. Yeah, I I would say that's probably Yeah. That's probably All right, perfect. but go on because that's not the point of the story. That was just a one of our typical digressions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh Twitter suggested I I follow uh Noon's Magician, I follow uh Derek Coleman and so and so. And I'm like, who the fuck is so and so? (laughs) And so I click on it, and it's it's typical kind of teenage fare, you know, kind of like OMG and (laughs) all kinds of stuff that I I you know the parlance of the times that I'm not hip to. Um, And it wasn't until I came across some type of uh, some type of zoological. Uh, reference or or um, connection? Did I realize that it was your niece?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which I guess through some algorithm that you guys must follow each other on on Twitter yeah, or or whatever. That, you know that they put two and two together, but uh, you know I chalked it up to you know to typical teenage angst. Yeah,
1: yeah. That yeah. I
0: imagine if I had a uh, a public forum back then. I'd cringe at some of the things that uh, that I made public or, or, or made part of my persona, you know?
1: Yeah, yep.
0: So I thought that was, uh, that was kind of funny.
1: <laughs> so
0: you got her home safe and sound?
1: Yeah, we went, got her home, like, a few ticks before midnight, you know? After our little trip to, our little side trip to the Sonic. Uh, you know, I was and oddly enough we got home and her father was standing outside because thing is he was supposed to be in bed anyway because he he i think he was gonna work he works at tulane like uh part of the physical plant you know
0: right right and
1: he 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 works like almost every day of the week because i think he likes getting the overtime you know okay and but when he gets up he gets up like at four or five in the morning so he goes to bed really early and he's you know he, he's very finicky about his sleep, but we drive up and it's like almost midnight. He's standing out on the lawn. So I don't know what the hell he was doing. You know, I know he'd been planning on putting a sprinkler system. So I don't know if he was, if he had already put it in or if he was looking at something like that. I have no clue, but he came up and he said, like, Oh, thanks man. I was like, yeah, y'all really got to figure, coordinate this ship before she goes out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Cause I picked her up from there before, like a few weeks ago, you know? And, and I'm like, uh, you know, he's got brothers and stuff, but like, you know, they don't really have like a relationship. His brothers, she only like kind of sees at family events. You know, it's not like they have this relationship like my siblings do with her, you know, like me and the other siblings. Yeah. Because, I mean, for one thing, I think it's probably because we don't have kids, you know, but they right. have one of the brothers that doesn't have kids. But she got in the car. I was like, why didn't you call with, uh one of Damien's brothers, you know, and she likes that would have been weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what did what did your sister uh and brother in law do? Like the typical parental tough love kind of thing? Like, hey kid, you gotta figure it out, but you better be here by midnight.
1: No, like, I mean like they, that kind of thing? No, like, no. Well Mimi was at her mother, she, she's a nurse and she works overnight, so she was at the hospital. Oh, and, and she was, was
0: figuring her dad was sleeping.
1: Yeah, she figured her dad was sleeping and she knew she, you know, she really didn't want to ask him. But I guess the girl, the boyfriend's mother texted him, you know. But by the point that that she texted him, he had already, uh, he had already, uh, I I had already told her I was coming out there. I was already on my way out there too, I think, you know got it and i think she was put in a bad position because it was like right before she texted me i guess because she was telling me the uh the the boyfriend colin was like so are are your parents coming to get you or what like as if i guess her parents must his parents must have said something to him like hey uh do you know how uh, sloan's getting home because they're not gonna (laughs) allow her to sleep over there you know right 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 you know i was like well they're drinking she's like no they weren't even drinking you know She's like, you know, I thought that was the deal. I was like, but when do they ever bring you home? And she's like, true, but they've done it before because usually it's like a pain in the ass. Like I, and I was like, y'all live way the fuck out here. For I had to pick her up out there a few weeks ago, and she got in the car. I was like, I was like, Sloane, you need to get a boyfriend that lives closer to the center of town.
0: <laughs> you know? Oh, uh, all right. Hold on. A, Let me get my. I gotta get my map up here. <laughs> so it's Kenner. Yes. I've heard of
1: that. Way the fuck out there. You got to get off at the Loyola exit, which is like the last exit you can get off before you start driving into the swamps into the other parish out there.
0: Oh, wow. It really drops off.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's out there. What's the address? It's like... Uh, What 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 is that actress? Don't give it. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't even know the development, but it's way at the end. Uh, What is it? It might be Salantine Road or something. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Uh, Let's see, Salantine Road. Give me a. Give me a. Give me a main thoroughfare. There's West Esplanade. There's vintage.
1: Yeah, West Esplanade. It runs off of there. See, okay. it goes, which what is the road? You get on Loyola, and then you keep driving down Loyola, I guess, and Loyola eventually turns into that Sal and Tinney Boulevard, I believe. Yes, okay, wow. And then you go, like, all the way to the end of that friggin' thing. And you come to a little de- where you can say go right or left, or you can go straight, and you're in this development. And that's where you live. You know, one of these, you know, one of those communities. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, okay. with a whole bunch of big houses and shit back there. But it's way the fuck out there. It's. Uh, I never, my whole life, I never liked going to Kenner anyway because it was always trafficy, and I was just like at the foot of Kenner. Now, going all the way out there, that's the ass end of Kenner, as far as I'm concerned.
0: It borders on the North Bayou.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, that's all the way. Kenner sucks as it is, because it's far away. I mean, it's it's not that it's so far in distance. It's far in traffic. You know?
0: I respect that. I respect that. So you got to leave town. Are you...
1: But luckily, no one's on a, not too many people on a road out there. But if you had to take that trip, like at five o'clock, you know that would be miserable, because you know it's a big suburb. You know you're dealing with all the traffic with all that stuff. It probably would have taken forty-five minutes to get out there or something if you're doing that trip on a typical weekday. You know, right?
0: Where does um, on the uptown side? Where does, what's the, what's the New Orleans border?
1: If you go down, well, there's a few, like where I live, you see where I live, there's a street called Claiborne. Yep. And if you head on Claiborne, you know, you started heading, I guess you'd be heading west on Claiborne. It, It turns into Jefferson. When it turns into Jefferson, that's, that's Jefferson Parish got it like i'm right there okay got it so that's you know i'm less than a mile from jefferson parish right Yeah. so that's right there and like all that i mean like if you go down in the mid-city you know you go down canal and you turn on city park avenue and city park avenue becomes metairie road which becomes metairie you know it's it's all pretty, it, that, where I am, this whole area, like, basically a butts.
0: You know. So, what do you have to do? You have to snake through Metairie and hop on the highway?
1: What, to get to? Kenner? No, to get to Kenner, what I do is I get on the interstate at Carrollton. Oh, okay. If you go out on Carrollton and you start heading, uh, you know, I guess i would be lake bound.
0: Yeah. I got you.
1: On Carrollton, you go down there and you get on the interstate down there. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure you can see that on the map, right where the yep. entrance is onto. You get on that and you head west, you know, and mm-hmm. you just keep going, you know. That's, you know, that's one of the first New Orleans entrances for the uh, interstate, right there.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, it's time for her to get a new boyfriend.
1: Yeah, I was Do like, they go to gotta... school together or, or, or what? Well, no, because she goes to an all-girls school. He goes to an all-guys school. But I think they had a mutual friend or something. You know, I don't know how girls meet boys and boys meet girls yeah, I do Because I went to an all-boys school and I didn't meet any girls. <laughs> 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 so I don't have any clue how they meet.
0: <laughs> I I met one girl in high school. So when I went to high school, I had a... Uh, eighth grade girlfriend that I kind of kept around and in touch with, so I brought her to like my first CBA dance, and that was whatever. Um, but I rode a bus with. It wasn't an all-girl school. It used to be the all-girl school, the sister school to CBA. Um, okay. then it went co-ed, and it's now it's co-ed. Um, And it's where the kids, the meatheads uh, who want to play football go because CBA doesn't have a football team. Yeah. And uh, so we rode the bus with uh, Red Bank Catholic, RBC, and they had a bunch of chicks. And for the longest time, like my freshman year, I thought this chick was making eyes at me. Come to find out she was making eyes at the guy who was sitting behind me. And she ended oh. up dating him for a long time. So yeah. that was the closest I came. Joke was on him in the end. He ended up leaving CBA, and I, I went on a couple dates with her uh, when I was a senior. But um, that was only because, you know, I was, she spent a bunch of time looking past me for the first two years. Yeah. That at least she had some familiarity with me. But other than that, I don't know how I would have met a chick
1: yeah to to this
0: day i'm a 41 year old man i don't know how i'm gonna meet a chick how i how you'd meet a chick you know what i mean
1: yeah trust me it's difficult it's difficult trust me i mean i don't know how it happens you know i I don't know how it happens like if you don't do some type of online thing and you never leave the house you know it's or even if you do leave the house i don't even know where you go anymore you know especially when you're our age
0: and and look don't get me wrong i'm not looking for pointers I'm not looking for insight. just
1: going to get them here. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just You've come curi- to the wrong place.
0: <laughs> I'm just curious, you know? Like, do people yeah. even go out? Uh, like, I haven't been out in forever. I got a big outing this weekend. Again, this is my first time out in a long time. I'm I'm doing something with Liz Stillman. I don't know what it is, but
1: yeah, um, would, she, go
0: out. she wants to come to... Down here, I want to go into the city, maybe we'll spend the day at the racetrack or something kind of a a happy medium. But like that's a big outing with a chick that, you know, I've known for twenty years and have no desire to see naked. No offense. No offense. I'm uh, a list you know, a pretty attractive forty year old chick who, you know, has assets enough to to warrant seeing naked. I just don't have any desire to.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Y- you know what I mean? Yeah, so I,
1: it, you're trying I, not to sound creepy in case she's listening, right? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: so I mean, I mean that's it. That's my big night out. That's my big, you know, big day out in months. I went to the beach yeah. with Tara Fox a couple of weeks ago, and that was like, look at me.
1: Yeah, crazy. Now, now, I'm like a Kardashian. being consistent with your. With your analysis of Liz Stillman, would you say Tara Fox is worthy of seeing naked? But you have no interest in seeing naked. As well? <laughs> you know, listen. That's a real okay.
0: Up until this point, I had never thought about that. But that's a that's a really good question. That's a great question. Um, I see them in two different lights.
1: Yes, yes. Tara Fox
0: was the first. Um, chick i met at syracuse and one of my first legitimate friends um i think i've told the story before
1: yes you did recently in fact oh okay so
0: so i mean it's not like i have a you know like uh, she's like a sisterly type i don't I, i i i i don't view her in that sense i just view her differently than liz stillman who um you know was roommate's with Jody and what comes from a different background and yeah,
1: there's different points of contact or whatever, different frames of reference.
0: Yeah. And you know, the, the relationship she has with some of my other buddies, you know, kind of puts her in one light and, you know, Tara in a different light. So, um, so I'd never thought of that. I never thought, honestly, I'd never thought of that. Okay, fair enough. But now that I have to think about it? (laughs) Yeah, now you're put on
1: the spot. So what's the question again? Whether she, uh, while you might not want to see her naked, whether she warrants being seen naked, (laughs) basically. Right,
0: right. (laughs)
1: Man, that is a tough one. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, that is tough. Uh, Tara Fox might just feel insulted if she heard this
0: <laughs> uh yeah she probably would she probably That's would
1: someone should anyone <laughs> want to see you naked <laughs> <laughs> or should you, know, you just keep your clothes on bob uh, <laughs> <laughs> i you know i'm kind of stuck in the but in your defense in both of our defenses there's probably not a lot of people You know, who find us worthy of being naked.
0: (laughs) Plenty of people who've seen us naked.
1: Yes, against their will, perhaps. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, Most people who've seen us naked have seen us naked against their will. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) And even the
0: ones that volunteered to see it um, were were not pleased with the end result.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh man, <laughs>
0: uh, that's you know what's funny is that I have a little card here, uh, so I got the the, the uh, too sorry excuses uh, studio back, which hopefully will help us uh, keep a regular um, yeah. weekly time slot, which had been yeah, hard to you, do. Yeah, thank you,
1: Jeremy. Thank
0: you. <laughs> we had a and whole
1: two months of fucked up programming. <laughs> thanks to your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there's a little
0: business card here with um with some sh- with what I'm assuming are show notes it's stuck uh it's a wicker desk and it's stuck in like the lattice of the um of the backsplash of this desk and here are the notes simply uh five notes uh that must have uh summarized um a show that we did uh Bell's palsy yep. Crock-Pot recipes, Culinary Delights, French Toast, Naked Sanders.
1: <laughs> yeah. That must have been the Thanksgiving show. Um, we're talking have... about the Crock-Pot recipes and, like, when everybody makes the food up at the Pocono. Oh, you're right. You're right. And that's also when you get the Bell's Palsy.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, very good. Good work, uh, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> we really saw that mystery <laughs> yes my
1: sleuthing skills are on point it's hard to believe that that was that long ago jeez
0: oh man yeah, that was a long time ago i um although i was cut off from so i've been going for two um bell's palsy treatments um i go You're still every
1: bell's palsy treatments? Uh, i'm
0: still going for bell's palsy treatments yeah really yep um i Why would do say with it uh, I'm not a hundred percent back. Um, really, it, it's very difficult to tell that I still have some effects. But like, my mouth is still a little fucked up, and um, and my eye is still a little fucked up. So I still go to acupuncture. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. Because I had it, you know, I had it for however long I had, it and it was done, never see be seen again. Didn't. Yours has been lingering for nine months now. Jeez.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Which kind of sucks because. Uh, I think uh, they say once a year passes, then you don't get any nerve regeneration. A nerve is dead. If it's dead for a year, it's dead. Yeah. So, like, um, the acupuncturist – so I started going to acupuncture. That was the first thing I started to do. And then I added, like, a facial um massage therapy to the acupuncture. And yep. They started making fun of me because uh, I kept talking about getting function back in my dimple. So <laughs> it sounds like a very vain, uh, you know, a very vain pursuit. I just want to get my dimple back. I just What's want to get list? my dimple Don't
1: back. I think if I show up without any dimples. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but in all fairness, uh, in all fairness um, to my. Uh, my pursuit of getting my dimples uh, is that it was a marker for me. Yeah. I could tell that if I was making progress because, uh, you know, I got it back. And if I wasn't seeing it come back, you know, I wasn't making progress. But, listen, in all honesty, I did have a little bit of woe is me. I might not get my dimple back kind of melancholy. But anyway, it came back, and the physical therapist that I started a couple months after also, got in on the gag and they kind of made, you know, they kind of made light of it and kind of made fun of it. And, um, how's I've your temple, s- Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I had these two appointments every week for the last six months, and, um, the physical therapy, the insurance company did not renew it because um, uh. I guess there's kind of a standard. You know, time frame for, like for six Bell's months. Policy. A that they
1: probably give for that shit. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yep. And
0: then the acupuncturist had to cut me off because my bill is up to like three thousand bucks because the insurance company keeps refusing to pay it. But it's total like rainmaker bullshit. You know, deny, 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 deny. Hope they go away. Deny, deny, deny. deny approve. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, um she's like, "Listen, you know, we've been we've been kind of um trying to, you know, work this on our own because we like you and you know, you've shown so much progress. This is like the the office chick." Um and she's like, "But your bills up to like 3,000 bucks now and we can't justify having you come in anymore, so we got to cancel you." You know, until you get this squared away. But the bullshit is is that's what this insurance company does. And then eventually, hopefully, they'll pay it, you know, before somebody sues me. But I can't can't argue with them. You know, they were nice enough to kind of run a tab for me. And she's kind of like, all right, at some point, you're responsible for this shit. Because I signed the paper that everybody signs, you know, that said even though we did pre-authorization... if you if your company refuses to pay, you're responsible. Yeah. Which sucks. is which is bullshit, but uh what sucks is my new uh Obamacare plan doesn't uh it doesn't have them as a provider.
1: Yeah, oh, it's even worse. And you're probably yeah. paying a ridiculous amount for your stupid Obamacare. Yep. 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 Yep, that, that stuff that's definitely getting cheaper.
0: Oh, God bless social. We already medicine. had our
1: show about that though.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, so what else you got? I got actually got a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah,
1: but we're kind of running long right now, though. Huh?
0: We are kind of long. A bunch of it I can save. Um, but... I will
1: tell you this now because I did have one story, and it was very fresh at the time last week.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, go ahead. I want to devote the rest of the time uh, to, right. uh, to clearing that
1: Last place. week, which was Thursday before we were to record the show, which was eventually aborted due to technical difficulties, I went to uh, CVS. And I went to one on Jefferson Highway in Jefferson, you know, uh, as referenced earlier. And I go in there, and I don't even know what I was buying, a couple of things, you know. But uh, right as I get in there, I'm at, like, they got this thing where you put your CVS card, you scan it, and it'll pop out the the coupons that you can get, you know, let you know whether you got any money on that card they have, you know? Right. And uh, while I'm standing there, uh, a worker, a CVS employee guy comes by, and he says to some dude, I hear him look down an aisle, he's like, can I help you with something, sir? And uh, I didn't see the guy who he was talking to, but the guy was down, like, the aisle with all the liquor and stuff, you know, because down here you can go into CVS and walk up and grab a bottle of liquor, right? Right. <laughs> Just like anything else.
0: Down there, <laughs> you can go to a drive-in daiquiri shop.
1: Yeah, you can do that too. In fact, <laughs> the CVS there's a drive-in daiquiri shop probably about friggin' half a mile up the road from it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, he, uh, you know. So that so that happens and he just keeps walking cuz the guy t- I guess tells him no but you know next thing you know I'm standing there and I see this guy come walking out and he was a you know taller guy you know look he had dark complexion but I don't know what he was he looked like you know I don't know if he was just like a very tan like coon-ass type of guy or Hispanic or what and uh I don't know what the hell he was but he walks out, and you hear the uh, the alarm go off, you know, boop, boop, boop. And that dude that was asking him, that kid goes running out after him. And I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, and I go out there to see what's happening, you know. And I see that kid, and and the guy's in the truck. There's a, there's a passenger in the truck, and it's like a nice big old, like, you know, like a Chevy or an F-150 or something like that, you know. Okay. Like, it's not a beat-up car or anything, and he's in the driver's seat. And uh you know, I think he must have stole liquor, you know because that's the type of shit people will steal, right you know and uh and I mean I' got the guys i- I noticed his his license plate and i I made a c- uh you know I made sure to remember it, but then that dude was taking pictures of him, and the guy just pulled out and drove off, you know, and he came in, so that was uh that was pretty exciting, I was really hoping there was going to be some physical activity, which is why I ran out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he got away?
1: Oh, yeah. But right away, the kid came in and he called him. He called the police. You know, and he's like at CVS, uh, reporting a robbery. I mean, they know the guy's friggin' license plate number, you know?
0: That's why you got to jump on the back of the truck.
1: Yeah. Well, he was driving the truck, you know? Like, I don't know what, you know, I wonder if that was like a planned thing or if it was just like, fuck it, I'm going to steal this shit, you know? You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, oh, he would have had a getaway like driver.
1: It. Yeah, yeah. Because why wouldn't you? Why would you? Why would you be the driver of the car you're you're stealing stuff with? You know. So it must have just been like a total impulsive thing, but it was like crazy. He you must know, because been... nothing is. It's like a nice like he's hopping out and hopping into like a fifty thousand dollar truck.
0: You right. You must have been drunk.
1: Yeah, I mean it was. Something was very odd, you know, and he was, I kind of wish, I really wish the kid would have got him before he got in the truck because I would have, I would have been happy to help because that guy is just a scumbag, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So as it's, as it's going on and you're kind of processing that something's happening, so you run outside to see if there's going to be some fisticuffs at that point. Did you say to yourself, if there's fisticuffs, I'm jumping in.
1: Yeah, I was like, if he's on him and he needs help, I'll go help him. Yeah, nice. Because the guy was kind of the the kid working there, and actually was at that same CVS yesterday. He, you know, the guy could maybe 150 pounds, (laughs) right? Right. You know, he's conscientious kid. You know, like he, uh, you know. And then the worst part is afterwards, because he the guy had called the police. And then there was another employee there at the same time to another young guy, but he didn't, he doesn't seem as sharp. And he was kind of this goofy white kid, you know, and he doesn't seem as sharp because he's, because I went and was checking out with him. And he's like, Oh, you know, and he's like, uh, <laughs> these group of like, you know, <laughs> brothers comes walking in and they start giving him shit as they walk through the door. <laughs> you know, like, oh, one of those cameras taking pictures of us, what's going on, you know, and saying all this shit, like, hey, man, what's, you know, I was just like, oh, this poor bastard. <laughs> you know, it wasn't the kid that called the police, the kid that called the police and went out there, he, he must be like the shift manager or something, you know, because he's the one who looks like he's there to like, you know. Do his job and move up and go through the ranks or whatever he's doing, or even if maybe he's just trying to work through college or something. But he's somebody who really cares about his job, whereas the other kid might care. He's just kind of he just seemed a bit slower, you know?
0: Right, right.
1: These guys come fucking with, and I'm like, oh man.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen a uh, a robbery in progress.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've seen a couple like that. I remember when I was little, I was at one of these, like, what's it? Well, now it's Big Lots, but it used to be Pick and Save. Did okay. you ever know those places?
0: I know Big Lots. We have Big Lots up here.
1: Yeah, they got Big Lots here. but it was, The location used to be a place that was called Pick and Save, which was the same thing as Big Lots, basically. You know, cheap-ass store. It was around Christmas time, because every year we'd end up at those places. You'd be like, go buy a bunch of random shit, you know? Right, right. And, uh... But, you know, they sell everything in those places, like clothes and everything. And this is, I don't know, I might have been 12 years old. Some dude grabs a whole bunch of, like, jackets, I think it was, and he just went, run out of the door with all these winter (laughs) jackets. (laughs) In New Orleans. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, he had a market for those winter jackets, you know. Right. I don't know how much he was going to get for them because at – Pick and save, you probably only had to spend like $15 a piece on them. <laughs> you know, what's the market for a pick and save jacket? <laughs> you know? uh, uh, yeah. So
0: true, man. So true. Supply and demand, I guess.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I've seen the aftermath of crime. um I think I might have told you uh, last year, like toward the end of summer. um you know, I watched a guy run through my yard, and then I watched a big fat cop, oh
1: yeah, yeah a- almost yeah, yeah, yeah. have a
0: heart attack chasing him, and then a bunch of other cops came, so obviously something went down that caused a dude to flee, but I didn't see you know I didn't see the act or you know I didn't have enough time to process it and get involved but i don't i I don't have that instinct. Yeah, you know. Now, if it was somebody, if it was something involving somebody I cared about, um, that would probably be different. But like, just as a as a good Samaritan,
1: yeah. I mean, at the poorhouse, I had to chase down friggin' one time. I real I got to do it good, where I actually was able to chase down one of these little fuckers, one of these. Uh, Dying and dash motherfuckers, you know? Okay. All right. What was sucked is a lot of times when the girls would come out there when it happened, the motherfucker was already long gone before you knew. Yeah? You right, know? right, right. Because right, right. they come to the door. Did you see a guy look like this? And you're not paying attention because you're not inventorying everybody walks out of there in case they're a criminal. Yeah. You know? It's like, I have no clue where that guy went. know. <laughs> but if you can catch them when they right do it. And uh, I didn't do this, but Pete Mangerinus, who worked there, at the time, he actually tackled a kid right on the street one night,
0: <laughs> you know, which... For Dine and Dash?
1: Yeah, yeah, which is, you know, kind of rewarding, I imagine. But when you grab somebody like that, it's it's like, not tonight, asshole, you know? <laughs> it's not you. like you're getting them arrested either, you know? Right. You force them to pay the damn bill. Right, right. You know, but yeah, I've never... I I'm trying to think if I've ever had to hold anybody for police. I don't know about that though. I,
0: I as I think about it now, I I I did, uh, if you want to call it, uh, apprehending a yeah. criminal. I was pickpocketed when when guy was living um, in New York the first time, and he was working at uh, Scruffy Duffy's, and okay. I was living in Weehawken with the flight attendants. Um, I got pickpocketed in Hell's Kitchen. Um, I was wasted, and I was walking back to the walking back to the little jitney bus that brought you across the river. Yeah, um, and it was in Times Square, and it wasn't like you know pre-Rudy Giuliani Times Square, but it was still still pretty seedy. And um, I remember, so I get to the jitney, which isn't like a block away, and I go to reach for my wallet, and I, it's not there. But I remember some. Uh, somebody coming up to me and you know being like hey baby and i was like no 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 no, no just get out of here i'm i'm local i got to go home and that was enough for me to realize and put two and two together that she must have pickpocketed me so yeah. i went back and retraced my steps which wasn't hard cuz it was a straight line yeah. and um saw her around a corner and i don't know if she didn't recognize me or or didn't feel like she needed to run but I was able to get to her and grab her. Yeah. And this is this is where the plan goes to shit because I had no plan. So she starts yelling, "Help me."
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm being attacked. But it's obvious that she's a prostitute, so it's at least a 50/50 chance that somebody's going to believe me. Yeah. And uh cop ends up coming and it's like what's the you know what's the deal and i'm like she pickpocketed me and sure enough they kind of pull her aside they pull a couple other people aside and uh, i end up getting my wallet back and the um the shining moment of the story is they bring over this pimp and i know he was a pimp because he was wearing um a a big feather of no lie a velvet Purp- a purple velvet suit and a big purple hat with a feather in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like you were from Central Casting, huh? Right.
0: And the cops say... We need this-
1: you to play a pimp, sir. This is going to be your wood robe. <laughs>
0: uh, listen, um... Uh, Ashton would like you to play a pimp because we've got this um, fat drunk guy who we're going to punk and (laughs) we're going to have him be pickpocketed by a hooker. um, But it's really, um, you know, Dak Shepard's girlfriend. So he comes over and the police officer says, "Um, this gentleman would like to apologize. And he says, "Uh, sorry, sorry. you know that was a mistake. it won't happen again. and the cop looks at him and says, "And and the guy goes and we'd like to we'd like to give you a little something for your trouble and he hands me a twenty dollar bill
1: <laughs>
0: And I look at the cop, and the cop just shakes his head or it was actually a chick she shakes her head and was like, "We recommend you take it because that twenty dollars uh it will cost you ten times that." In your time and effort, if you were to press charges and um, you know pursue a criminal charge in terms of court time and and testifying and and pretrial whatever, we recommend that you take the twenty dollars and go home and uh, and that was it. That was my brush with, uh, oh, nice. with individual vigilanteism. But you
1: did get your wallet back, right? You I said, did get my wallet back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Luckily, there was nothing in it to begin with. which which I don't know why she just didn't toss the wallet, but um, it literally had three bucks in it. And that's what, uh, that's what, they didn't ask me that. They said, we know you, you didn't. Um, She's like, normally in these circumstances, um, you know, somebody gets themselves in a situation they shouldn't get themselves in. And I'm like, I didn't, I swear. And they're like, we know, Uh, we found your wallet. It's got $3 in it. Yeah. And I said, "Oh, that's how much I started with." <laughs> and they're like, "We figured, so, you know, we know you weren't out here looking for a date." And I'm like, "No, no, I just want to go home, go to bed. Spend all my money at Scruffy Duffies." Yeah. Can I get back to Jersey?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that was it. E- ever since then, I hung up my uh I hung up my cape, man. Yeah. I'll let the cops and the uh Yeah, let them deal the government. with it deal with it?
1: Yeah, Saturday when I came back on the 4th of July, you know, and it was probably what time? It was probably like 7 because it was still light out at the time and um, the next block up, you know, as I got out of the car, I see four cop cars, well, they're SUVs now, or maybe it was it was three or four cop cars come rolling down the street and then they turn right there onto the block, one block up from me, uh, which is a little... Uh, you know the neighborhood seems slightly dicier right there, like it's where it starts getting dicier, You know, right, right. Uh, but they didn't have their lights on, but obviously something had gone on. You know, because they got out of their cars and they went and started talking to these people. And, you know, there's a lot of people gathered outside of one of the houses there, and I was trying to sit out there and see what was going on, but I was like, I can't sit here because, you know, I had a feel I didn't want to attract attention from the neighbors like hey you nosy asshole you know right Maybe after they're gone but i went so i went in the house you know I took the dog we went in the house and then i could hear yelling you know and i don't even know what came of it you know i'm sure they just went uh went over there in case there really was some shit gone down but they didn't have their lights on to get there but they did send out three or four units to get there you know so but i was like it's better just not being ignorant of what's going on around me, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get tied into it or something. Well, you saw it? that guy saw what happened, you know. Yeah. If some shit goes down,
0: right? Exactly.
1: You know, it's like I just rather I just rather not bear witness to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: That's life in the urban area, man. You yep. just you keep your head down because you don't know when you're gonna come across those same people again.
1: Yeah, exactly. Especially if they live a block away from me. Absolutely. Yep
0: absolutely it's code of the streets man that's what me and you live by yeah so, I, mean, <laughs> I
1: think in the end probably nothing really happened but it there was suspicion to warrant having multiple cops out there so right,
0: right. you
1: know and then heard yelling and next thing you know everybody start blowing off all their fireworks so there you go <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately i don't think anybody here blew off their fingers much as uh Jason Pierre-Paul and C.J. Wilson did this past 4th of July. What idiots. Yes. Not as stupid as the kid in Maine who cost his own life, but, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul, he's, he, he lost an index finger. The other guy lost two fingers. You know, it's like the other guy, more importantly, I think he was a defensive back. How are you going to be catching fucking balls and stuff missing fingers? His career's over.
0: Which fingers is he missing?
1: I think he might be missing a thumb and a ring finger or something. Oh, like. my God. Your thumb. I'm not sure. I got to look it up. I mean, he's he's missing a couple of fingers.
0: You're missing your thumb. Monkeys are now it's, higher on it's the evolutionary. Thumb. I
1: could be wrong. But whatever the case is. It's really fucking stupid, you know,
0: especially, and, 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 this is, I think this might be, uh, this might be a little bit of a stretch, um, of the, of the whole, you make that much money, you shouldn't, you should be able to hire a driver at the Donovan McNabb thing, you know, like,
1: yeah, or at least get an Uber,
0: right. I think it goes the same thing, man. If you you make that much money, you should not be setting off your own fireworks.
1: Yeah. Well, and the thing was, like, on Sunday when I was looking at this, Dead had the story, but no one, at first they were like, he lost a finger, and then they were like, oh, it's not that bad because obviously they were trying to do damage control. But then Adam Schefter somehow got a medical records showing that Jason Pierre Paul did, in fact, lose his right index finger.
0: Right, which is a pretty serious finger to lose.
1: Yes. Uh, let's see. Did they say which ones? I don't know. like C.J. Wilson, his father told television station his son lost two fingers. So we don't know which fingers, though. There might have been all rumors about what he was, what fingers he lost. But he lost two fingers, which really isn't good losing two fingers when, when part of your job is to uh, try to intercept footballs. He's a cornerback.
0: What I don't understand about fireworks in general is that, like, I love fireworks. We we covered that already. But I want to see a choreographed display. Yes, with a great finale. I want to see bombs bursting in air. I don't want to shoot off a Roman candle and watch something go, woo.
1: I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, I loved fireworks, but I was always leery of shit you know injuring yourself so i was always very safe with fireworks you know like i wouldn't be doing anything like in my hands like which those guys were probably doing you know probably probably trying to shoot bottle rockets off in their hands or something you know i mean i've done that in my lifetime i'd probably never do it again where you put the bottle rocket in your hand and let it go shoot out of your hand but if you get a dud and it blows up in your hand you're fucked
0: yeah see that's how how Little interest I have in homemade firework or uh, homespun firework displays yes. is that, like I don't I, I know nothing about that because growing up in Jersey fireworks are illegal. Um, f- you can go to Pennsylvania where they are legal, but around this time of year they have like stings, yeah, to make sure you don't bring them back over the border. Um, and it's still to this day. Anytime I hear like a fireworks going off in the neighborhood. I'm like, what? what's going on? That's illegal. You
1: see that. <laughs> now, I remember, uh, you see, in Metairie, they didn't have them um, on this side of the river where you couldn't get them. But I always remember, like, uh, when I was younger, and I, and it's still that way. You drive, like, I remember being in high school and going over there, driving on it, driving across the Hiri P. Long Bridge across the river, and right when you got on the terra firma, Just all along the highway there, there were these temporary fireworks stands just set up on either side of the road. And you would just pull over and just hop from one to one. And what I always remember was how cheap fireworks are. I was was talking about that with Jacob today. I I was like, I remember going over there. I was probably like 14. I spent $19 and I was amazed at how much $19 bought you. (laughs) (laughs) Like nineteen dollars can do a lot of damage, you
0: know. Right, right. <laughs> it's
1: like it's all just cheap shit, you know. But um, yeah, didspin had posted all these pictures, like these tweets from people who I guess were neighbors of Pierre Paul. Like, like, look, th- this is after the word came out that he hurt himself. You okay. know, that the rumors first start leaking out that he had hurt himself. You know, it was. And it was these tweets like, this is my neighbor, and he had a U-Haul van full of fireworks.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Like, Jason Pierre-Paul went and probably dropped like $1,000, or maybe a few thousand dollars, however much money it takes to fill up a U-Haul van worth of fireworks. (laughs) How much is that? That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, right? Insane. So and that is where we live, you know.
0: Well then on that note, man. Um next uh next week which um we'll hopefully be back on track cruising, everything's technically sound and logistically pristine. Um got a couple things that we'll cover next week uh but just so we um we get to them um, I wrote them down. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk a little bit about um, training for another half marathon. Okay. Um, I got a bed bugs update from my uh, dirt bag tenants. Um, for some reason, um, I've written uh, Catherine Bach, Aubrey Plaza, and Jen Kirkman down. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to remember why I wrote those three down. And then who's the last one? Uh, Jen Kirkman. She's a comedian who I first. Uh, gained exposure to um through that Comedy Central series um drunk history.
1: Oh okay, yeah. I like drunk of, history.
0: She's one of the female comedians. Um maybe she did like watch the Abraham Lincoln one. I think she's the she's the storyteller there. Um, um but turns out she went to Needham High School uh and graduated in nineteen ninety two classmates with the fair Jody Skolnick. Oh, okay. So I've kind of been doing some research on her, and uh, um, I'm going to reach out to Jody, see if I can get in contact with Jen Kirkman.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they, they, they're they still together. Um, we covered Women's World Cup. We covered Fourth of July. We covered McNabb. I got a little update on the LSU game. And, um... You got an update on the LSU game? I do have an update on the LSU game. All uh,
1: right, good, because we got to talk about that, because right now, airfares are very reasonable right now, or oh, last week.
0: Well, get on it, man. Get on it, because the news I have for you is going to make it all worth it. Uh, and I would imagine that, um...
1: I was thinking the, like a Thursday to Monday type of trip.
0: That sounds great. I'm going to be... Chances are, I'm going to be... Ba- when is it? September. September twenty six, I believe, is the game. Uh, you know what? It's getting close. Um, September twenty six is the game um, that that ties into my bed bugs story. Um, but spoiler alert: um, I am headed back to Asbury Park um, at some point in the next few months. So there's a chance I have my house back.
1: Okay, but definitely mark that weekend off your calendar.
0: Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. in, I'm in, um, and so that's it, that's it, we got to, oh, I want to tell you a little bit about how I am, uh, I'm now part of the machine suckling on the teat of uh, overly broad government and uh, invasive <laughs> bureaucracy, so yep. that's the good news. All right,
1: good, we've got um, lots of stuff to cover. Uh, so tune in. Uh, Fredo will be the... psyched to know that we have all this good stuff coming up next week.
0: So, uh, so with that said, um, on that note, with apologies to Kirk's brother, we'll see you guys next week.
1: Yeah. Good night, Fredo.
0: God bless America. Yes. And God bless you, Carly Lloyd.
1: Yes. God bless you, Carly Lloyd. Andrew Holiday who scored the other another
0: goal in the game. USA. Hmm? USA. Hey.
1: U.S.A.
0: U.S.A. USA.
1: All right. <laughs> good night, we got women, women's Olympic action next summer, too, right? <laughs> yes. ah. all, right. Oh, night, <laughs> all right Good night,
0: Lou. Good night, Sam.